Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic health share ministry to provide an affordable health sharing program rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at MyCatholicHealthShare.com. CMF Curo, healthcare fully alive. Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love. I really do feel that Mary had a role in bringing me back to the Catholic Church. He reminded me that Mary was my mom. I always fell upon if I needed a desperate prayer, I always called to Mary. I could see that Mary had a hand in this. She began to speak to my heart. Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love. Welcome to Mary's Touch, the show that brings you real-life stories of Mary's love and real stories of people living a bold witness of their Catholic faith. Today's guest is the woman who is the all-in-all of Mary's Touch, a beautiful woman of God. You may all remember her, my friend and spiritual mama. I welcome back (laughs) Sherry Lamonte, the founder and decade-long show host of Mary's Touch, to talk about divine impressions and the importance of having a Marian image in every Catholic home, the domestic church. Welcome back to Mary's Touch, Sherry. Oh, Alexis, you do not know how much fun this is for me <laughs> to be here with you. I just think we're going to have a really wonderful time today. So thank you for having me on. I do, too. It doesn't seem uh, right to be doing anything related to Mary's Touch without you. So I I hope that we can make this kind of a regular occurrence where you can update us on all the, the great things the Holy Spirit is doing in and through you. Wow. Right now. Well, and that that is you just said it. It's it's all the Holy Spirit and it's learning how to listen with I always call it the ear of your heart. And so when you get quote a message, you listen to it and then you say, Yes, Lord just like Mary did, just like her fiat, fiat. have to say, yes, Lord. Right. And sometimes that's easy and sometimes that can be a struggle. But um, in your life, you have been an incredible witness for God. Um, I've been blessed to um, come into the friendship of the Mary's Touch family through the passing of the torch of the show. There and, you go. Yeah. And just the knowledge of the things that you're doing for Christ and for Our Lady and really the origin, I, I didn't really comprehend, I guess, the origin of Mary's touch to the degree that I, what I'm seeing you do now with your artwork. So I thought, you know, especially given all of the things in the culture today that give us another look at something not of God, uh, I think it's so important that our eyes are focused on the things of heaven and the things that are good, true, and beautiful. And you are making your ministry now in your retirement from the radio ministry. You're making your, your life mission about creating divine impressions. And so I thought we could bring the listeners back to really how Mary's Touch 
started because we've got a, a faithful flock of listeners that, that are really listening to Mary's Touch all the time. And we've got some new people. So I thought we could share the story of how Mary's Touch came about through how the divine impression was working on you and the creation of, you know, the branding of Mary's Touch. And, and then we'll get into what's happening now. Oh, that would be perfect. And and actually, Mary's Touch started many years ago, maybe more than 15, 16 now, through photography. I'm just coming back to where I started. But I had been uh, asked to take photographs of La Conquistadora, which is the oldest Madonna statue in the United States, located in Santa Fe, New Mexico. My husband and I uh, got in the car, and I said, yes, I would love to do that and drove down to Santa Fe. But before I left, I could not find anything out about La Conquistadora. And it was in the early ages of being able to get online and have everything at your fingertips. So when I got there, the first thing I did was go into uh, a bookstore and say, your your beautiful statue here in the Basilica, I want to know more about her. And the the gentleman said he you know got on his little computer and looked it up and and I'm standing there and he looks at me and he said, I don't have anything on her but why don't you write a book about Mary? Mm. There was a long pause. Actually, I turned <laughs> around because I thought, who who are you talking to? Right, <laughs> right. I, I thought. You know, and I, you know, sarcastically thought, well, I'm not writing the book about Mary because I'm not a writer. Mm, I'm not qualified, (laughs) Jesus. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, every day that I was there for three days, even the day we left on the fourth day, someone said to me, why don't you write a book about Mary? I mean, that's how sometimes... God speaks to me, it's right. obviously through others, but in this case, had to give it to me three or four times because I just wasn't getting it. Mm, that happens to me a lot. <laughs> yeah. So on the way home, driving home, I looked at Tony, my husband, and I said, I'm going to have to write a book about Mary. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not a Marianologist. You know, people get PhDs right. studying about Mary. What on earth am I going to write about? And It came to me that when I take photographs of the Madonna, usually there's always someone at the church. Mm -hmm. For La Conquistadora, there was a sacristiana. She brought the statue down. And when she did and when she was changing her clothes and I was getting lighting set up, she told me about the many stories about La Conquistadora and how through intercessory prayer, People come, pray to her, and how miracles had happened. Wow. And I thought, well, okay, what I'll do is I'll record these people's stories. Mm. So within a very short amount of time, um, which even surprised me, um, The Healing Touch of Mary, it's a book that you can still get through marystouch.org, was published. Which is and, remarkable because uh, it's it's information that is a treasure chest in the church. Oh, my gosh. And it's, you know, I have file cabinets, fireproof file cabinets. I have over 1,200 stories mm. about Mary. And some of them are from women. Uh, I've traveled all over the world to get these stories mm. from um, Nicaragua who who put their lives at stake to get statues of Mary out of their city. So back then it was the Sandinistas who would kill them if they found out. And I I would say, well, 
what will they do to you if they find out? Mm. And she looked at me and she said, they will shoot us right there. Wow. But this is, this is our, our love for Mary, our love for our faith, and we want our children to know what we will do to make sure that our, our beautiful statues for our churches are okay. Now, I'm, I'm thinking, Alexis, I don't know if I would be able to do something like that. Would you? Well, it, it, it's, you know, the power of God is, is so manifest with these people. And really, what's amazing is Marian influence all over the world, in different parts of the world for a different type of people everywhere. And each of us in these different territories have a relationship with Our Lady, given the plight of the circumstance of the time, whether it's personal, visionary, or, you know, right. in Mexico, Our Lady of Guadalupe. I was recently there and recently um, at Our Lady of Good Help, which is an appro- the only approved Marian apparition site in Wisconsin. Um, right. And the impression of Mary there, she, her, the image is she's blonde. <laughs> And I, I loved it because, wow. you know, I'm a blondie, but it, it like, yeah. so it relates, but you know how she appears looking like the people. But as far as, you know, the risking of your life, people who've had these encounters with Mary, whether they're visionaries or regular people who have prayed to her and she's answered, it is risky to tell your story, right? Oh, yes. Sometimes very much so that you know, they put their life literally, literally on the line, uh, on the persecution. The line. And so... I just started collecting these stories and were so beautiful. And the more I got, the more I published. Um, and then one day a publisher called me and said, would you do some books for us about Mary, exactly what you've been doing? And I said, well, you know, give me a little time to think and pray about it. And when I did pray about it, I kept hearing more people need to hear these stories. And I would tell Tony about that. And I said, Tony, I'm going to have to do a radio show. That's amazing. I keep getting the, the, the key word is here. More people need to hear. Mm. And literally uh, two years prior to that, I was at a conference where there was uh, a main table with people from TV and radio and different media. And I thought that's the only person I've ever met in radio. And I found her after two years, mm. and I, I called her, and I said, this is what I've been called to do. Can you help me? And she said, I just quit my job to open my own consulting firm, and she lived in Nebraska, and I lived in Texas, and she said, I'll be right down. Wow. When God wants to open a door, that, he's going to open it. <laughs> holy smokes. Well, and then you need to fasten your seatbelt because um, she said, well, we need to do a few shows, which we did. And the, we were in a studio, and the very first time I did a show, I have never been happier. It was like, I don't know, Christmas, my birthday. I, I was, I had so much fun. I just thought, oh, Lord, if I can just do this forever, I'll be happy. And so um, for the next, I don't know, 10 years at least, uh, I got to do the Mary's Touch radio program. It was such a gift to me. And there's no other show like this show that really advances the name, the power, the influence, and the character of Mary to the world. Right. This is it. Right. That, yeah, this is it, baby. This is what you get. But it is so wonderful because there's so many beautiful people that, um, well, even like you, Alexis, that, you know, takes up the torch and keeps it going, that share their stories. Um, you know, it's, 
It's beyond beautiful. And one one day I was uh, interviewing a woman on the East Coast, and after the interview, uh, she told me about her son who was in Afghanistan. He was barely 20, mm. and she said, I don't know what to do. He is in desperate need of a priest, mm. and he's in a, stationed in a remote area. And she said, what can we do? What can you do? And I, you know, that people answer ask you these questions, and then it is divine intervention. And I thought, well, we're just going to have to bring our Catholic faith to our soldiers. Right. That's all there is to it. So um, I actually hung up. It was at night. And the next morning, I started the Frontline Faith Initiative, which is a little MP3 player that has over, oh, seven, seven and a half hours of Catholic content on it. and uh, Very profound for those oh that are listening. God. And very, very profound. Yes. Award-winning. Yes. You you created this innovative, in the middle of the, the, the dawn of all this technology, uh, you found a way to bring the gospel of our faith, of Jesus Christ, to all denominations, all Christian denominations on the front lines and here at home on bases in the United States. I mean, unbelievable move of God. I, I, you can say that again, because once again, you know, I had no idea that th- this was not in my plan. Right. <laughs> but the people that that took part, the head, Archbishop Brolio, the head of our armed forces. He did a beautiful mass that we put on there. We had the warrior rosary and five different bishops did a decade each. You know, and one we did uh, from Germany, you could hear the helicopters in the background. Mm. Mm. It's so powerful. The testimony. Well, and that's another divine impression. It's not something that you're looking at. It's something that you're hearing. And it is the call of our baptism to bring the good news to the ends of the earth, and you are answering that call. And I just want to say to our audience listening, you don't need to have a PhD in theology. You don't need to have credentials. You need to have the seal of your baptism and fidelity to the church, and then ask God, what is it that I am called to do on this earth to bring your kingdom and to bring you glory and show it to me so that I can I can do it. And because you, Sherry, are an example of faith in action, you know, faith and then bringing this action and these these ideas and the vision of God to life and how so many people have been blessed. And I want to take it to another level. We're going to take a very, very short break. Um, it, we're going to okay. listen to the Knights of Columbus because they Good. are, by the way, one of the primary sponsors of Mary's Touch and the Frontline Faith Project, which, Sherry, you are still running and at spearheading and, and very involved in. Um, But we'll take a quick break and listen to the State Knights of Columbus, and then we'll come back and we're going to talk about divine impressions and why every Catholic family, every Catholic person needs to have um, an imprint of the divine of the Blessed Mother in their Catholic home, the domestic church. Yes, stay with us. We'll be right back with the amazing Sherry Lamonte. The Faith and Freedom Minute explores the intersection of our Catholic faith and modern American culture offering insights to understand and navigate the divide between secular viewpoints and our Catholic principles. Brought to you by the Knights of Columbus, here's past state deputy for Texas, Douglas Oldmixon. Responding to a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing that demonstrated open bias toward a Catholic nominee, Archbishop Laurie asked, 
Were the comments of the senators meant as a warning shot to future law students and attorneys that they should never discuss their faith in a public forum if they have aspirations to serve in the federal judiciary? In truth, we should be encouraging faithful, ethical attorneys to serve in public office, not discouraging them by subjecting them to inappropriate, unnecessary interrogation based on their religious beliefs. People of faith should not be disqualified because of that faith from serving the public good. Rather, our lawmakers should tolerate, if not celebrate, the role faith has in society and in the lives of individuals. To do otherwise is contrary to the ideals of a healthy, pluralistic society. As Knights of Columbus, we have always defended the rights of religious conscience. Will you join us? This has been the Knights of Columbus Faith and Freedom Minute. To learn more about the effective witness and practical works of the world's largest Catholic family organization, please visit our website at kfc.org. That's kofc.org. You're listening to Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love in our lives. Visit marystouch.org to find out how you can help support us with your prayers and your donations. Find out more about Mary and tell us your story. It's all at marystouch.org. We are back with Sherry Lamonte. For those of you who are just joining the show, I am joined by the amazing Sherry, who was the decade-long host of Mary's Touch, foundress of Mary's Touch, and she was also the foundress of the Frontline Faith Project, which we were talking about. And she is here talking about her ministry, Divine Impressions. I just felt really compelled by the Holy Spirit. Sherry and I were on the phone chit-chatting about another potential guest, and I said, Sherry, you need to come on because there's just so much bombarding us in the culture, so many images that are not of God, so many things that can take us to a place of sin. And we need to bring Catholicism and a Catholicity into the home. We can't compartmentalize our Catholic faith to be just about Sunday morning or, you know, if you're a daily communicant, I go to Mass, I come home. But, you know, we have to look and smell and be perceived as like full 360 degree Catholics. And part of that is really having the presence of Christ and the presence of the Blessed Mother in our homes. And I thought, you know, Sherry, talk to us about the imprint of Mary was so profound in your photography. You did this book that really brought stories of Mary to the fore, that helped people hear testimony of the power and efficacy of Our Lady's prayers. But as a photographer and as an artist, what is it about the divine imprint, this divine impression? What is it? We get a lot of flack, you know, Catholics about graven images or, you know, worshiping right. statues and well, idols. I think yeah, I think sometimes people don't understand about sacramentals, for right. one thing. Well, for sure. I mean, that that goes uh, beyond, you know, people thinking that we shouldn't have Mary in our homes because we idolize her. Well, no, that is furthest from the truth. We don't worship her. We honor her. And this uh, last fall, I spent two months in Florence, Italy, just photographing images of Mary, and I came home with 5,600 Wow, 5,600. <laughs> I still haven't been through them all, but the very first thing I wanted to do was get a group just of the Marian images, and I've never had such a beautiful two months in my whole life. Every mm. day was the night before I'd decide what church or where I was going to go, 
And um, away I went with my camera. And people say, oh, Sherry, these pictures are so beautiful. And I thought, yes, because they're done by Michelangelo. They're done by Leonardo da Vinci. They're done by Lippi. This is a Renaissance movement. And um, you're allowed to photograph them. So I brought them home and I, I took my photographs and I had them printed on canvas. Mm. And uh, they are, she said humbly, they are so beautiful. And the history behind them I thought was so interesting, but I don't want to get ahead of myself because um, so I'm, I've, quote, retired from both Mary's Touch and Frontline Faith. And I, I get this message that I'm supposed to put Mary in every home. And I'm a little old fashioned and I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? How can I make enough pictures and get enough frames and hand them out? You know, I'm, I'm going through all this in my mind. And mm. one night I had a dream and Jesus just said, thank you for honoring my mother. And I was telling a friend and she said, well, I know what you can do. See how that works. You don't have to know everything. She said, let's just put the picture online and everyone can download it for free. Mm. And I thought, bingo, there it is. Wow. Yes. So I have a, a picture. You have that, an image on your website. Well, on my website, but also the Mary's Touch website. So there's two, two places that you can get it, but you can download it. And in your printer, take out your, you know, your typing paper and maybe put in just a grade above that. And you'll have a nice picture of Mary and baby Jesus. I use the picture of Fra Lippi mm. and it says, Mary, mother of Jesus, please be a mother to me now. Oh, that's It was a prayer of St. Uh, mother Teresa of Calcutta. And everyone can have that in their home. And she's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. That's wonderful. So all of you listeners that are listening to our show today, you don't have to even go out to a, a bookstore or order online. You can go right to Divine Impressions or Mary's Touch website. The Divine Impressions website, Sherry, is? DivineImpressions.com. DivineImpressions.com. And you can download this for yourself. You can download it for someone that might need a, yes. a touch of, yes. of heaven, a touch from Mary. You know, it's it's interesting. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the Catechism says, signs of the human world and human life, signs and symbols occupy an important place as a being at once body and spirit, man expresses and perceives spiritual realities through physical signs and symbols. Right. As a social being, man needs signs and symbols to communicate with others through language, gestures, and actions, and the same holds true for the relationship with God. Well, God speaks yeah. to man through the visible creation. Right. And I consider I had this picture blessed, so it has become a sacramental, which means, you know, like every day when we say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that's a sacramental. Right. That's, right. that's something special. That helps us be closer to our Lord. And it inspires devotion. A lot of people don't understand in the younger church that sacramentals are a very important component of our faith. Oh, my gosh. They remind you of what your faith is. It's just a nice reminder, huh? It is. And and I was always taught that when the priest blessed a religious object, be it a sacred image, a crucifix, a medal, uh, your, you know, your holy mm -hmm. water, your holy oil, these are your sacramentals, that the full weight of the church now is present 
in that physical peace. So in that sacred image, you have, you're praying with the full weight of the prayer of the church, in that holy water, in that holy oil. So we, we just like miss, if we're not exercising use of our sacramentals, having holy images displayed in our homes, um, using our holy water every day, using our, our holy oil to bless ourselves, because, you know, we get banged up out there. We get banged up, so we have to have the full weight of the church as a covering. And when we are waking up and we our eyes are gazed on, say, you know, this particular Marian image that you've created or another one, we're automatically prone because our own weakness might not we might not be hitting our knees first thing but even if we don't I look up on the wall and then there's my image of Mary and I'm reminded okay you need to start your day with the blessed right. mother and Jesus right. these are important things I think for our catholic identity and you know those who are parents and have children you're starting to instill in your children we are a family, a family of God, and, and it doesn't just end with us, mommy and daddy and the kids. We've got a whole family of heaven covering us and praying for us and, and with us. Yes, it's that heavenly help that we need every day because it, you're right. The minute we step outside the door, we are being bombarded. And, you know, I'm getting bruises. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Well, uh, and, the weapons well, will form, but they will not prosper, Sherry, right? Right, right. <laughs> Right. And I have to tell you a quick story of the picture that I picked for this is a lippy. And actually, he used his wife and his baby son for his model of Mary and the baby Jesus. And that the picture was commissioned by Cosimo Medici. And he wanted a picture of Mary for his home, better known as a palace. And at that time, I think it was Pope Urban. I'm not positive. He had written a letter saying, I want more pictures of Mary in everyone's household. Now, I did not know this information until after I had the picture printed. And we gave them out at our church on November 13th to everyone who wanted one. That's wonderful. Yeah. And on November 12th, the day before, Pope Francis came out with a letter saying he asked us to put more pictures of Mary in our homes. Now, I I almost dropped over. I thought, my gosh, this is history repeating itself. Right. He's very Marian. He uh, began his pontificate with really advancing a devotion to Our Lady Undoer of Knots, which is, I mean, if we could go through so many of the Marian titles and talk about unpack the imagery alone in many of these different representations of Our Lady. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, of course, a a devotion that I have on Doer of Knots. I think it's fascinating to me. It's it teaches about um, second chances, you know, where there's been sin, she can undo all the knots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it speaks to deliverance. And you see her holding the ribbon, a ribbon in her hands, like a free-flowing ribbon, the sin of Eve that was tied up in a knot of disobedience, Our Lady undoes. So any kind of generational sins, things like that. It's very profound. And it's sometimes these images that are so fascinating. And like, apart from Mary, I think about St. Lucy and some of the saints, you know, St. Lucy is depicted with eyeballs on a plate. On a plate. It's it's like our our non-Catholic friends could say, you guys are nuts. You Catholics are crazy pants. But these are just the dramatic artistry that drives home the particular care and patronage of the saints and the angels and Our Lady in Heaven that have for us, the poor children here, in a veil of tears, <laughs> right? Right. Well, and I think maybe that will be our next show down the road. Right. 
Thank you so much for being here. Oh, Again, I want to tell our, our audience to go to your website, Divine Impressions, download the image of Our Lady. And also, if anybody wants to bring you, Sherry, to their parish, mm-hmm. um, who, how can they get in touch with you? The same way, go to divineimpressions.com. And divine and impressions makes one long word. Perfect. So you can go to Sherry at divineimpressions.com. And I like nothing more than sharing my love of Mary with the world. Oh, and that you will do. I want to thank our listeners. I want to thank our sponsors. And of course, the lovely Sherry Lamonte. God bless you all. God love you. This program is produced by Mary's Touch, a nonprofit corporation dedicated to bringing you the love of Mary and her son, Jesus. If you have questions, comments, or a story to share, write to us at Mary's Touch, P.O. Box 341991, Austin, Texas, 78734, or email radio at marystouch.org. For more stories or to find out more about Mary, visit our website at marystouch.org. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com.